the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, it's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer: uh, We have a really, really good show for you tonight. Um, I'm going to tell you about that in just a second. We got news and notes to get to, uh, but first, how can you follow me with a little Joe Bonamassa, the Ballad of John Henry? I've talked about this cat many a time. If you haven't seen him, you got to go out and see this guy. He's touring again. I think he's going to be the closest he's going to be in the tri-state areas in eastern Pennsylvania come the end of November. Go check this guy out. If you're into blues, if you're into guitar, that's the guy you got to go and see. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Podcasts. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. Hey, and leave a review, too. Uh, you know, if you like what you hear, leave a review. Whether it's a couple of stars, whether it's a little written note, uh, it's much appreciated. Good or bad. Good or bad. I'll, I'll read all of it. Alexa ready as well. We're on odyssey.com. We're also on iHeartRadio. And, of course, the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this program just a couple of minutes after it ends Uh, after uh, midnight on Monday morning. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, and for three segments, John Dantzler. He's one of the co-owners of Torch and Crown Brewery in Manhattan. He will join me in studio. Uh, Had a chance to finally stop by the brewery a week ago Friday, and we will dive into a lot of stuff in three segments. Um, John is a great guy. He's been a guest of the show. He's a listener of the show. He's a fan of the show. And uh, John always has something interesting to say. You know, I, I write questions out. I kind of formulate where I want to go. And then uh, for some reason, almost every time that I have John on, uh, I get to something and he gets passionate and dives into an area that I'm not expecting him to dive into. And we uh, and we have a good time with it. And uh, listen, he's a good guy. And I'm very excited that his brewery is finally open. We'll have a little review about that in just a moment. Um, but that's coming up 10 minutes from now. You will... Very much enjoy the interview uh, with John Dantzler. Now, let's dive into beer news. And our good friends over at Flagship Brewing, listen to this, over on Staten Island. Now, if you have a great local band on Staten Island and want to win your own custom beer, well, our friends over at Flagship Brewing Company are going to do just that. Now, I don't know, to be honest with you, if this is just Staten Island-based bands. Uh, It could be. 
uh, you could be a ba- uh, you know a local original band from the area. Not a cover band, got to be an original band, right? So the Tompkinsville-based Brewers will award the winners of its upcoming Battle of the Bands event their own custom beer, uh, a prize that flagship owner Jay Sykes excited to offer him. We've had Jay on the program before. Maybe we'll get him on before this thing starts uh, to talk about it. It'll be in 16-ounce cans. The winning band gets to pick the style that they want to brew. So whether it's an ale, a lager, an IPA, a stout, whatever you want, an original effort of what we think could be cool, says Jay, uh, he says he promises to make the beer a real collaboration with the winning band. Flagship's Battle of the Bands begins on October 15th and will span seven weeks before they pick a winner. Judging the event will be the team over at Maker Park Radio. If you're interested in signing up, just visit Flagship's website, uh, flagshipbrewing.com, or email info at theflagshipbrewery.com. They're hoping to do this as an annual thing. And maybe next year we'll cover bands. They just did a beer called uh, Bravest Golden Ale, of which 50% of the profits went directly to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Of course, as you all know, uh, T2T.org, they uh, provide mortgage-free homes to catastrophically injured veterans, families of late first responders, and Gold Star families. What Frank Siller does with this company is amazing, amazing. So it is definitely something that you want to be a part of if you have an original band. And if you want to donate to Tunnel to Towers, T2T. Org. You will not be disappointed. Uh, our friends over at Ross Brewing have a new beer in the pipeline. It has to do with America's pastime and that all-important treat you sing with Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Well, it's called Kraken Bats. You figure it out. It's a brown ale, and it's supposed to taste like what? Cracker Jacks. That's right. The release, first week of October. It's a collab between them and Ship Bottom Brewery over on Long Beach Island. Kraken Bats, a brown ale. Uh, hopefully, uh, be able to get a taste of that. Uh, from our good friend John over at Ross Brewing very soon. Now, uh, one other thing, uh, Lost Tavern Brewing, uh, this is an event that's taking place Saturday, October 16th at their Hellertown location, 782 Main Street in Hellertown. It's 55 bucks for tickets. It includes admission into the Beer Fest, a tasting glass, and a T-shirt. There's two sessions. There's one from 1230 to 2.30 and then from 3.30 to 5.30. Participating breweries include Source, Bolero, Twin Elephant, Icarus, District 96, Free Will, Heavy Reel, Weyerbacher, Imprint, and a lot more. Best part of this, 100% of the proceeds goes towards fighting pediatric cancer. I will be there for the second session. Definitely want to check it out, LostTavernBrewing.com. Now, um, had a chance to get down to Philly a week ago Saturday to check out Source's new digs. Of course, portions of the program brought to you by Source Brewing. Um, Folks, you will not be disappointed with this place. Very much a Brooklyn, San Diego-type vibe. Young, hip crowd Beers, of course, are spot on. The food, though, small plates, but it is fantastic. Uh, my wife and I split the cheeseburger, a double patty. That was out of this world, probably one of the top uh, top ten, if not top five cheeseburgers that I've ever had, um, that I've ever eaten. Fantastic. Pat Lafrena meat, smash patty. It is amazing. We had the pretzel, hot uh, mustard, little cheap beer cheese, and, and some, uh, some grain mustard. Fantastic. We had little donuts for dessert that were really good as well. Tried a bunch of different beers. Really, really cool vibe. Um, I, I have to admit, they have an apartment complex across the street. Really good young hip crowd. It, it totally reminds me of Brooklyn, but it also reminds me of when I went and visited Modern Times in San Diego's uh, college district, um, where a lot of people around 5, 6 o'clock at night were bringing in their, their babies. They had just gotten home from work and... Wanted to sit with friends and have a have a beer and get out, and that's the kind of vibe that I got, and I love it. Um, 
it, it's a really, really uh, cool place. I am going to be sitting down with Phil Petraca on Sunday, October 10th, to record a three-part interview with him while having brunch at the new location. Um, so uh, we will record that on the 10th. It'll air the following week. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it'll be, uh, a pro- you know what, we'll probably do the whole show um, from there. Maybe we'll do some news and stuff. But for the most part, it's the Spotlight Sources Fishtown location. And uh, we are actually we are in the process of doing a collab with Screaming Hill Brewery. We started that this week. That should be out in November. Uh, with the guys from Source and Screaming Hill. And then we've got another collab coming up with our good friends at Bolero Snort and Source um, that'll take place in December. And I'll have more details on both of those beers uh, in the coming weeks. Bolero, of course, is a sponsor. Bolero Snort, of course, a sponsor of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, as well as Army Football. And we really appreciate uh, the boys from Bolero. If you haven't gotten to Bolero and you go to a Giant or a Jet game, definitely make a stop before you get there. It's right off of Route 120. It's right in Crosstat, right off of Patterson Plank Road. Pick up your beer, boom. If you order on Fridays, you'll have your beer waiting for you on Sunday. You just pull up, they drop it in your trunk, boom, you're on your way. You're in and out in five minutes or less. That's pretty cool. Uh, and now, before we take a break, let me get into my, my visit at Torch and Crown, because we'll talk more about this with John Dantzler coming up in just a couple of minutes. But I uh, had a chance to have lunch with uh, Arthur Idala and the late Frank Morano uh, Friday before last. We had a great time. First off, they have their Oktoberfest menu is out right now. Uh, I think Arthur had the bratwurst, said it was great. I had the um, this this kind of like a charcuterie plate with very thinly sliced beef tenderloin, some Gouda cheese, uh, sliced apples, and cornichons. It was delicious. Frank had the um, the mushroom cheesesteak sandwich, which he loved. Uh, the beers, of course, spot on. What I love about the place is the production tanks are all sitting there when you walk in. And all of them are named after different um, hip-hop groups. Salt and Pepper. You have uh, the Beastie Boys downstairs as the Wu-Tang Clan. Just super cool. It's a great vibe. It's really cool. They're located on Van Damme Street. It is definitely a place you want to check out. Um, The best is, I think I sold Arthur and his law firm on what they do. You give them 72 hours in advance. Torch and Crown will do a full pig roast. They will roast a full pig, all the trimmings, uh, for one price. I think it's $85 a person. And it feeds up to, I don't know, 10, 12 people or whatever. I mean, you could stretch it out a little bit more. But, I mean, 85 bucks a person for a pig roast, that's fantastic. So the food is great. Chris, their marketing guy there, um, could not have been nicer. Uh, they, they really took care of us there. They do have a full bar. They do cocktails with New York-based spirits. Uh, they have a Negroni on tap, which is really cool. Um, they have some wi- curated New York wines. I believe they have some gin and whiskey. I don't know if they have. I think they do have vodka. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I have to ask John uh, during the um, during the interview coming up. And um, just a really really cool vibe. They're going to be doing another. Uh, Chris was telling me they're going to be doing another donut and beer pairing, but this time they're going to be doing a collab with the donut company. So as soon as I get details on that, I will get that information to you. Maybe we'll get that from John today uh, or or tonight. Uh, I should say or. We'll get that in the coming weeks. But when we come back after a short break, John Dantzler, one of the co-owners of Torch and Crown Brewery in Manhattan, is going to join me on this program for the next three segments in studio. Tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, you can't do Oktoberfest 
without polka music. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. I mean, it's it's almost like a prerequisite. You have to have polka music going on uh, while uh, Oktoberfest and holding steins and eating bratwurst uh, is happening. My next guest is an old friend of the show. He's the co-owner of a brewery located right here in Manhattan. They're on Van Dam Street. They're just a block or so away from the Holland Tunnel. It's very easy to get to. They are finally open in full for business. We have been waiting for this moment for so, so long. Uh, But they are still delivering beer around Manhattan and Brooklyn. Uh, Torchandcrown.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome back to the program, who's in studio for the next couple of segments here, John Danzler. John, how are you? I'm great, Al. Happy to be here, man. Uh, good to see you. The last time we spoke, it was on the phone. You've been a, a frequent guest in the studio, which is great. It's been a very long road, um, f- way longer than you or your partner, Joe Correa, could have ever possibly expected. Oh, God, yeah. What's the feeling like that the doors are open now, people are coming in, they're eating and drinking and having a good time? It's amazing. It, it's really indescribable. I mean, we had we had a really difficult road, even... Um, even before the, the whole, right. you know, world ending pandemic thing, um, in, in 2020, I mean, we, we, uh, you know, it was a four year journey kind of even getting there starting in 2016, we had, um, all sorts of, of adversity, even finding a place to, um, you know, that, that we could build a brewery in Manhattan. Right. Um, we looked at over 300 places over those years. We, uh, had a couple leases that were signed that fell through. Right. You know, and by the way, real estate's not cheap in Manhattan, for yep. those of you who don't yep. know. So. That's, yeah. uh, that's one of many issues. Right. Um, also, you know, finding a place that, that I guess, that, that fits brewery economics, but also that's, um, you know, that Functional. the engineering max, matches right. out. Uh, our tanks, when, when they're full, weigh 12,000 pounds apiece. You need, you know, a building that, that can structurally support that. You right. need all sorts of gas service, electric, like way more than, you know, than any any sort of normal restaurant, bar, whatever would right. uh, would require. So, you know, it was an uphill battle getting there. We had a lot of challenges with permitting. We had um, um, just kind of across the board, it was it was a long fight. I think people smarter than us probably would have thrown in the towel about a, a, a few dozen times through that. Right. But um, we, we both have hard heads, so we kept at it. And then... We were close to close to finishing construction. We uh, were actually weeks away in in March, and uh, for for three months that job site was uh, was completely shut down. Yeah. Um, so you know, by the time we got open, it was early November of 2020, and that was six days before they announced there was no indoor dining. Right. So uh, we got open, got got you know um, people indoors at a limited capacity, and then right. from November through February was. Um, you know this this beautiful restaurant that we had just spent all this time, energy, money to build uh, was was my office because it couldn't be used for anything else, which right. <laughs> was a little bit depressing. But we kept at it, and um, you know it uh, it was it was amazing to see uh, the city really uh, really supported us, the people in our neighborhood. Um, you know, as well as I, I mean, it was it, really gratifying to hear a lot of people like, "Hey, we've been following you for." You know, for years we've been waiting for this to open, and I'm like, yeah, us, us too. Come on inside, right? Right. right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I it's really it's indescribable now um, being able to walk into to the place. You know, not not full. We still, you know, we had envisioned that bar being packed four or five deep, and right. and I guess a little bit a little bit more sort of lively. Which uh, you know, post COVID, that that doesn't exist, and and probably won't for a little while, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, to have the place to have the place packed and and see the people 
enjoying the atmosphere, enjoying the uh, incredible hospitality from, I mean, we have a really great team that's that's gone above and beyond to, right. to take care of every detail um, and enjoying, you know, enjoying the, the, the beer that we work so hard to uh, to get in front of you. I mean, it's it's um, it's a dream come true, honestly. Absolutely. I had a chance to have lunch and beers a week or so ago. First off, thanks to your marketing maven, Chris, and the staff for treating us like kings. We had a great time there. Second, the Oktoberfest celebration was uh, yesterday, Saturday the 25th. The beers and food pairings are great. You guys had Stein Holdings and, you know, uh, all, all different sorts of things. But the menu is going to continue on for the next couple of weeks. Is that correct? Uh, so Saturday the 25th is coming up. Right. Well, <laughs> oh. but, we're ta- but oh, since we're taping it, it right. you know, that's, that's all right. <laughs> I mean, I make no bones about it that the yeah, show was yeah. taped earlier in the week. So um, <laughs> you had the celebration, but the menu is going to continue on for the next couple of weeks as we get into October. Correct? Yes, that's right. And uh, we have we have two um, Oktoberfest-style beers, highbrow and lowbrow. Excellent, and by that's, the way. And that's kind of... You know that that's sort of a, a, a harkening back to to what we do. We wanna we wanna be kind of we don't we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we want you to be pleasantly surprised when you walk in the door. Right. right. Um, and I so. love that you have various sizes when it comes to the beer for the Oktoberfest. If you want a full liter, you can get that full liter. You can get the big uh, the big mug, or you can get a little sampler of it as well. If you're not looking to you know imbibe exactly too much. for so, me that's weekday and weekend you know right exactly <laughs> exactly we're talking with john dantzler he's the co-owner of a brewery located right here in manhattan on van dam street it's torchandcrown.com is the website for more information as we're here on the algatulo web uh, algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer easy for me to say so john just two weeks ago the mayor's mandate of requiring patrons to show their full vaccinated status uh began i'll be honest i don't think a restaurant or small business owner uh, should be the vaccine police. I think it should be at a at a different level. Um, but for the record, when I was at Torch and Crown myself, along with my entire party, uh, were asked to show our cards. We showed them without a problem. What's your take on this? Do you agree with the mayor on this or disagree? You know, I, I agree with your stance that we should not be the police. Um, our staff has an incredibly difficult job, um, you know, navigating even regardless of Regardless of any policy, making sure that guests feel safe, feel sure. welcome, but still are, you know, feel the hospitality that we bring and, and are, are able to have a good time. And that's something um, we've been battling since the beginning. I mean, we, when we, we launched November of, of 2020, there were all sorts of you had to order food with a beer. Right. If you were standing up holding a beer, you had I to mean, have a mask on. Yeah, just yeah. all everything. You were not allowed to stand and hold a drink. Right. There was, you know, uh, all sorts of all sorts of rules, which. You know, I'm I'm no public health expert. I uh, that's you know I, I make beer for a living, um, but <laughs> right. and so you know it's it's not I guess it's not my place to um, to to decide which rules should and should not be in place. Mm-hmm. But I think the the enforcement mechanism. I mean, I have friends um, bars that you know are good accounts that that serve a lot of our beer that. There's one photo snapped of someone standing without a mask holding a drink, and they're up in Albany fighting a twenty thousand dollar fine. Right, right. And so that you know, we we had to put the fear of God in our staff of you know this is serious. And frankly, I mean, when we got open, we were we had already battled through a year of of the sure. pandemic. Our our cash was depleted. We were you know it was a it was a tough business environment, and right. and we couldn't afford these fines that were. You know that that were that were being threatened if right. we didn't enforce these rules, and sure. so you you have this really difficult environment where we want. I mean, you know, we're we're a brewery, not a court. We we right. want you're you're there to have a good time. You're there to enjoy yourself, 
And we want, to, you know, everything that we train our staff hospitality wise is to facilitate that. But then also to be, hey, put your mask back on, sit down, you know, having right. to follow these rules at risk of dire consequences right. was uh, was just this really, really weird dichotomy to navigate. Yeah. So now we're at this point with, um, you know, vaccinations are are mandatory. Luckily, we have a lot of outdoor space. And mm-hmm. if if you want to sidestep that whole thing, just, hey, I'm going to sit outdoors. That's fine. Okay. Um, but how have patrons been for the most part with the vaccine card mandate? For the most part, very good, very understanding. Right. But there have been, I mean, you, you look at our Yelp page, we get a couple one-star reviews right. of, you know, they asked me to show my vaccine and that's, you know, that's unconstitutional. And I'm here like, dude, right, right to the Supreme Court, not me. Right, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm just here, you know, I'll, to quote Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and that's and I think what people need to understand and those that listen to this program, the, the folks from Torch and Crown and other places around New York City are just doing what the city is asking them to do. It's not their fault. It's not their rules, but they have to enforce them. Otherwise, they're the ones paying the fine. It's not like the patron is paying the fine uh, or anybody else. My guest is John Dantzler. He's the co-owner of Torch and Crown Brewing right here in Manhattan on Van Dam Street. Torchandcrown.com is the website for more information. Um, and like John said, if you want to sit outside, you guys have a nice little outdoor space that's right on the street. You also have a beer garden in the in the uh, in the back of the building, right? That that can be used. Yeah, just adjacent to um, to our space, and that's right. uh, yeah that that we're we're excited about that. That that got us through the you know the 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 no indoor months, right? But, exactly. But that's a great option. Absolutely. So let's take a break here. We're going to come back and uh, with more from myself and John. We've got a lot more questions to get into, and I don't want to give him short shrift here because he's on for the next two segments after this. So we'll take a break, and we'll be back with John Dantzler from Torch and Crown Brewing right after this on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cars and shake it up as we welcome you back here to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer joining me in studio for a few more segments. He's the co-owner of Torch and Crown Brewing. They're located just a stone's throw away from the Holland Tunnel on Van Dam Street. And boy, let me tell you something. When I was there uh, a week or so ago, it was great to be able to make a left and a right, and I was in the tunnel because I was already late picking up my kid uh, from <laughs> school. So he was a little annoyed that uh, Dad was out uh, having fun with his friends, and uh, you know how come I couldn't be there on time? But it was nice that it was a very short. Uh, path to the Holland Tunnel to get me home. Torchandcrown.com is the website for more information. John, coming up in just a week and a half, um, you're going to be having the great Jeff Allworth at the brewery uh, with the latest version of the Beer Bible. I'm actually interviewing him uh, next Thursday uh, on the program uh, for airing uh, the following Sunday for those that uh, want to plug there. Tell me, the, tell the audience a little bit about the event that you have set up for Jeff and the Beer Bible and how they can get involved. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, so we're selling tickets right on our website, torsioncrown.com, and um, uh, Jeff's coming to to speak. Uh, Josh Bernstein, I believe, is uh, will be moderating, moderating, yeah, moderating. Um, okay. a panel. So uh, Jeff will be there, and uh, my partner, our head brewer, Joe Correa, mm-hmm. um, will be up there. Um, you know, getting getting a little bit in depth on on a lot of the different beer styles that uh, that Jeff talks about, and we actually have a beer pairing. Uh, full full three course dinner, okay. Uh, being prepared, um, our kitchen staff does a phenomenal job. The food's going to be uh, excellent, and I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it. Well, let's talk about the food for a second because you guys, when we were there, 
uh, last week, uh, myself, Arthur Idala, and uh, another buddy of mine the, uh, who used to be on the, this radio station, the late Frank Morano, um, you guys do a pig roast where you give, you got, you give uh, a 72-hour heads up and you do a whole pig roast. And I think we kind of sold Arthur on doing the pig roast for his clients awesome. uh, or, or actually his staff uh, right before Thanksgiving. Tell the audience a little bit about this pig roast and what, what it entails for the price. Yeah, uh, it's it's a really good time. It's um, so we typically eight ten people, something like that, mm-hmm. um, and it's a uh, it's a full we we slow roast slow roast a pig, get it from locally sourced farms right upstate, and um, there's there's kind of all the fixings. So um, bring out a few a few of our uh, different appetizers. We have um, kind of things across across the board, right. Um, and then, um, the, the pig is carved table side. We have, uh, lettuce wraps, tortillas, um, all sorts of sauces, all sorts of, um, you know, accoutrements, mm-hmm. um, some, uh, some, some veggie dishes that, uh, that side really well with it. And, um, it's just, you know, um, the, the, the sort of convivial, you know, sharing atmosphere. Nice. Um, it's, it's a, it's a really great time to bring a bunch of people together. Awesome. And I, th- I believe it's $85 a person. Is that yep, what it is? That's right. Oh, great. So that's 85, right. but that doesn't include the beer. The beer is separate, obviously in the price. Correct. So you're paying 85 bucks, you get a full meal. Uh, and then of course you have to pay for the beer separately. Give them 72 hours advance notice. You can do a full pig roast at a brewery in Manhattan. That is pretty cool. <laughs> Answer me this. Um, when I was, we were walking around the place. We did a little bit, a little tour, and I remember when you guys were building it, yeah. and the different things that you have planned for it. But one of the things that struck me are the tanks that are sitting on the first floor and the and in the basement. When you walk down a level, they're all named after different hip hop artists. Explain to the audience why. Well, uh, we grew up right in the area, and that's that's really when I'm looking for some inspiration. Um, you know, if. If Joe and I are designing a new beer recipe or I'm, you know, up late cranking through financial models or whatever it is. Right. Uh, we go to the Wu-Tang Clan usually. There you so go. We have, um, you know, that that's kind of, um, I think, our our love of, of hip hop. Um, you know, in a way, uh, this this whole this whole pursuit has been something very creative, mm-hmm. um, trying to trying to envision this space, the, which is really the only of its kind here here in Manhattan yeah. um you know it's it's been something that uh we've we've looked for inspiration throughout the city it, kind of the the buzz the ambition that the city brings but also i mean we feel like uh like new york hip hop um you know really really embodies that so we have uh the three three tanks right in the middle of the floor mike dmca and adrock right. the beastie, beastie boys. boys uh those are actually piped directly into the bar so you're drinking right from the tanks uh, as fresh as it gets um Downstairs in the brewer's cellar is uh, the Wu Tang Clan, right. and then below that, our packaging area is uh, is Prodigy and Havoc. Mob oh, Deep. cool! All right, see, I didn't get all the way down <laughs> there to see that. That's pretty cool. And then you have, I think, on the side when you walk into the right is Salt and Pepper. Yeah, right? that's right. Very. That's cool. right. See, I like that. A that's bit more old school. <laughs> I, I like the way that, that you've come up with the concept. Uh, the concept. I know uh, Chris McClellan, your um, your marketing guy, said it was the only music that you guys could all agree on. Yeah, like everybody has a different uh, music <laughs> style in there. So this was the one that you kind of well. I'm going to throw Chris under the bus. Okay, uh, go he's, ahead. He's from Vermont. You know, he wears Birkenstocks and listens to Grateful Dead or whatever. I, so what I don't does know he what know about him? There, you know, right. but okay. uh, <laughs> well, he actually mentioned to me that you guys have another collab uh, coming up with donuts and a beer pairing. You did this last year. 
with uh, Super Nice, right? Yeah. The uh, donut company. But now you guys are going to be doing a collab with Super Nice, an actual collab beer with them? Yeah. So we last year we did um, a, a tasting. So we, we had right. basically a beer pairing, um, you know, a few different donuts, each paired with, with a, a different beer. And we, we did, this was all, you know, this was height of the pandemic. So right. it was all over Zoom. Right. Uh, Chris and, uh, and Dan from Super Nice um, led the Zoom and kind of, you know, did made it a lot of fun talking through the different flavors and all that. We try not to get too beer geeky with, with any of our sure. sort of education programs. But, um, you know, this time around we have a little bit more heads up. But also we were able to enjoy the beers in person. Right. So we figured let's let's make a beer together. And cool. um, so we, we spent a, a few weeks um, basically. Dan um, is just is an incredible creative mind. He's, he's off... Uh, you know, mixing flavors, making making new donuts uh, all the time, and for a few weeks he was bringing them up to um, to our production facility up in the Bronx, um, and the, the team was tasting them. We're talking about you know what flavors do we like uh, and what can be sort of I don't want to say replicated, but w- what can be kind of paired well with with sure. what we can do um, you know on, from the brewery side because so, that has to be difficult. You get a certain thing, or maybe there's a certain flavor donut that you really like, and you know, you're right. It's two schools of thought. Can you pair this this particular donut up with a traditional style beer, or can you put that donut within the mix to come up with something? That's got to be a trial and error process. That sometimes <laughs> what you think might be easy could take a long time to to put together, right? Yeah, and I mean, beer in general, uh, the whole sort of pastry stout movement has, mm-hmm. in my opinion, gone. Uh, Gone, gone a little astray, and it's now just let's throw a bunch of crap <laughs> into the tank and and see know. what happens. <laughs> and um, sometimes it works, and sometimes, sometimes it does. It's funny because we're we're doing a, a pastry stout with um, uh, Bolero uh, Bolero Snort yeah. and um, uh, with uh, Source. Both uh, both of these guys are advertisers on the program and portions uh-huh. of the program brought to you by Source Brewing. Uh, get your beer directly from the source, Route 34 in Colts Neck, New Jersey, and of course Bolero Snort right over in Carlstadt, a stone's throw away uh, from MetLife Stadium. Um, we're doing a pastry. Uh, we we were com- trying to come up with the concept in December uh, for for December of this year, and it's going to be something easy bake oven ish. Think brownies. Think something chocolate and decadent. Something uh-huh. dessert like. So I get it where you come from with the pastry stuff. Maybe it's gone a little too far, but sometimes no. Sometimes you know, it works, and that's yeah. that's what that's kind of I, I think Joe's philosophy when it comes to re- recipe design is looking at kind of what are the driving factors of. You know whether it's the IPAs that are just getting more and more hops thrown at them, or you know what 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 are the flavors? What are the the sort of compounds that that are driving people to to do that? But then how can we how can we distill that down to its sort of core concept and approach it in a little bit more of a a nuanced way? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for this uh, for this stout with um, um, you know with with super nice donuts. Um, it's going to be a lot of using fresh ingredients. We have a bunch of fresh almonds that we're actually going to be uh, roasting in uh, in Dan's kitchen equipment, and then cool. bringing right up to our facility to um, oh, um, awesome. to, to to put into the tanks. Um, so it'll be, you know, not um, not something. Hopefully, it's something you can have more than one sip of. Is, right. Uh, <laughs> Right. But a little bit more balanced, a little bit more nuanced, but it's going to be a good time. So, And you guys are going to do donuts and beer again, but oh, this yeah. time you're going to be able to do it a- actually at the brewery where you can sit and have the donuts with the beer, Yes. Right? Yeah, Very and cool. that, yeah, that's going to be a great time. Time frame of when this is going to happen, or w- you're not really sure yet? You know what? I'm not sure. It'll be probably mid-October, Okay, um, but it's... Uh, 
Got to got to let the beer do its thing first. No, of course, of <laughs> course. Uh, one one other question I want to ask you before we go to a break. Um, and we're talking with John Dantzler from Torch and Crown Brewing. He's here live in studio on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Have you found during the pandemic um, that maybe people are or brewers themselves wanting to go back to more traditional styles of flavor as opposed to, you know. Let's up the ante with a pastry style. Let's up the ante with a with a huge IPA or something like that. Do you find that maybe Joe is deciding? You know what? Let's dial it back to some of the more traditional stuff. Yeah, we have, and and that's actually that's been a really pleasant surprise to me. Um, you know, when when we I guess when we were first getting out to market, it was a lot of who can make something hazier, juicier. Right. You know, play the hits, and, right? Yeah. And um, and we've actually, I mean, we've seen our, our West Coast style IPAs that are just more more clean, a little bit more bitterness, a little mm-hmm. bit more well rounded. Um, you know, those are those are those are flying off the shelves much quicker than um, much quicker than I had anticipated. We did a, a cream ale that this is. I actually lost a bet. I had to wear a mustache for a month. I did not <laughs> look good with a mustache. Uh, my uh, <laughs> wife was not thrilled, but. Right. Um, you know, I cream ale is is a great style. It's mm-hmm. it's the only style indigenous to New York, actually. Um, up it was created up in the Rochester area, right. Genesee, Genesee Jenny sure. Cream. Um, our brewers wanted to make a cream ale. Uh, we like to think we're you know we're we're a brewer driven brewery as mm-hmm. opposed to sales and marketing. Um, so I said, you guys want to make it? What the hell? We'll make it. But uh, I think it's going to be a bottom three seller. Turns out it was a top three, so uh, oh, there you go. One so. month mustache penalty for your boy. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's not good. That's not good. All right, one more break before we head into our final segment here uh, with John Dantzler from Torch and Crown. That's coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are going to try to move your feet. Now if you're going to go old school, that's how you get it done. Little rapper's delight, right, John? I'm talking about. (laughs) Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Joining me in studio for one more segment, uh, no uh, uh, suds and duds this week. That'll return next week on the program. But joining me in studio for one more segment, co-owner of Torch and Crown Brewing, uh, John Dantzler. Uh, they are just a stone's throw away from the Holland Tunnel on Van Dam Street. You have to check them out. Torchandcrown.com is the website for more information. So Blocktoberfest is taking place on Saturday, October 2nd. Uh, this is going to be at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Uh, and you guys are a part of it as well as a lot of other New York City uh, breweries. There's a general admission from 1 to 4.30 p.m. There's VIP early access starting at noon. Uh, I know you guys have poured at a festival or two in the last few months. What does that feel like to be able to interact with people in a festival setting post post COVID? It's awesome. It um, it's kind of you know the the first festival I actually poured at at uh, the Bright Vibes Festival up in in at oh, Almagang, Almagang yeah. a couple couple weeks ago, and um, you know it's one of these things where you're just like, man, I I I thought this moment would never would never be back. Right. Um, and, and being able to, you know, yeah, you're, you're pouring, you're pouring beer that, that you're proud of that, um, you know, that, that you've spent, you've put a lot of, of kind of, of time and effort, um, into, into perfecting. And then you're able to, to see instant feedback of, of people really, you know, oh, this is awesome. And especially like, um, I guess Blacktoberfest might be a little bit different because it's so local, but up there, I mean, we're still tiny. We're brand new. No one had heard of us up upstate. Right. Um, we actually just launched upstate distribution through Remarkable Liquid, so cool. that was kind of perfect timing there. 
but um you know to be able to to interact with with people who had never even heard of us but are like oh my god you guys are you guys are making great stuff i'm going to have to check you out next time you're in the we're in the city that right. kind of thing like it's it's gratifying it's a lot of fun that's got to be a cool feeling though that you know when people say oh where are you and then they, you're going to give them some obscure town in the middle of nowhere and you go Oh no no no! We're in Manhattan, and they look at you like, "Oh, wait a second, Manhattan? What? Huh? <laughs> uh huh? That got to be a weird feeling." Too, I love right? it. I love it. I mean, that's you know that that uh, that's what's you know what what's really unique about kind of what we what we set out to do right. is um, and that I guess the four years of of kind of getting our heads smacked over and over again, um, you know, we we have to show for it, but. It is right. it is fun being. Where are you guys? Well, we're actually the only brewery in Manhattan. Come check us out. Yeah, and that's kind of that's that's pretty awesome. Now, one other thing I should touch on: uh, the brewery offers actually um, uh, a couple of different things. One of them is home delivery within Manhattan and Brooklyn. During the pandemic, you were uh, I believe you were across all five boroughs. I think right or not Staten Island? I not think. Staten Island. Not we Staten were. Uh, I know. Across... It's all right. No, I'm born and raised there. It's all right. No, I got it. The for, bridge a little expensive. Borough, yeah, yeah. But, you know. <laughs> We've come to deal with that, but um, <laughs> so you were delivering in, in four of the five boroughs, but now you've uh, narrowed it down to just Manhattan and Brooklyn. Is there a reason behind that? Yeah, it uh, as as sort the of bars and the world's pick the world picked up. Bars and restaurants right. came back online, and we we started we self distribute all of our all of our beers throughout the city. Right. So um, you know, for for a while, I mean, early pandemic, our entire business model right, went, went to zero right. when when we couldn't distribute to any bars and restaurants right. so we had to we had to change on a dime to um to deliver and so that that meant you know our salespeople whose job it is to to walk into bars and restaurants and and um you know and, and pitch our beers right. open accounts uh became delivery drivers and our our delivery our distribution team who does a great job right. um delivering usually kegs to bars and restaurants also you know got out in the field i myself was driving my uh, my busted old SUV. It has two hundred fifteen thousand miles wow. on it. Air conditioner does not work. Oh. When it rains, it goes through the floorboards onto your feet. Oh, oh man. yeah, the thing smells like a swamp. It's terrible. <laughs> I myself was on the road, um, right. you know, bringing beer to people's doors. It was really all hands on deck. Uh, but as the world picked up, and we sort of, you know, we were able to repurpose our salespeople back to, you know, doing their jobs. Right. And uh, and same thing with a more traditional distribution model. We just we realized. Um, we couldn't handle all throughout the city, and it gets you know you get sort of one small order way out in Woodside, and then the next one over, um, and and you know it's, it's not sort cost of, effective. Exactly, it yeah. takes scale to manage. So we're we're sort of we're we're we brought things tighter in order to make sure that we're giving the customer service that right. um, you know customer experience that people come to expect. But we will be expanding that in the future. But and our the- goal is to have uh, instant delivery. Right now, under south of Twenty Third Street, right. you can get our beer in uh, under an hour. That's- and and See, our, that's our dangerous goal is for me. To do that <laughs> that's yeah, dangerous for right me because if I stick around and I just go, you know. Maybe I'll get them to deliver. I mean, I could just drive up there lazy. You know, me could do that. But <laughs> that is pretty awesome that if you're below 23rd Street, you can get delivery within an hour. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. And our goal is to, to do that throughout Manhattan. And you're delivering food as well, right? Or yeah, just we are. Beer? Okay. So yeah, great. Yeah. So you can get yourself a meal and you can get yourself beer. That's perfect. I have to get the company to cater lunch one day. Maybe I don't know. People are coming back, so who knows? Uh, and of course, in Brooklyn, that's that's the entire borough of Brooklyn, or just a portion of Brooklyn. That's the entire borough. Of Brooklyn. Entire borough. Um, the other thing that I wanted to ask you, and this was, I guess, was a, a a concept as a part of the business model, and obviously because of the pandemic, I don't know if you've actually done it or you've put it on the shelf. 
um, there was talk of doing you come in with a group of friends and you could brew your own beer. Is that still on the table? Is it something you guys have shelved for now and you're waiting until things pick up? Absolutely on the table. Um, we we have shelved it right now. Right. Um, haven't haven't offered it yet. Um, but that that will be um, hopefully early 2022. So okay. bring bring your team, bring your friends, birthdays, whatever, and uh, you can brew. You know the unique thing. I know there are there are some places that that sort of offer a similar thing. But the unique thing here is is you're working alongside a professional brewer right. in a real production brewery, um, and you know with with um, our our full food menu as well. So right, because um, if I remember correctly, dinner, brew, all that. Because if I remember correctly, when I was there for the event that you guys did with Wolverine, um, the concept was to come down to the second second level to the I guess the next floor. I want to say basement, <laughs> but really there's another level. Yeah. Uh, to the building, and then you you guys kind of just sit around at a table. You're putting stuff together or whatever, and then it goes into the tank that's sitting there, and then is you know you come back a couple of weeks later, and you'd either can or bottle the beer. Uh, for consumption, which I think is is a really cool. Co- I mean, talk about an ultimate birthday present, right? Right. I mean, you know, you get together with your friends, you have a couple of beers, you have some dinner, and you're making a beer that you guys can get to enjoy a month later. Right. That's yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be. We're we're still we're pretty excited about it. I I still think there's, you know, there's a huge opportunity. I think there's a lot of people that that would that would be interested in something like that. But um, you know, so far it's been um, n- nobody I know was offering something like that before you guys came along. I mean, I've never heard anybody say to somebody, oh, yeah, you can come in and brew your own beer. I mean, there's, you know, home brewing kits and all that other stuff. Sure. I think it's I think it's kind of cool that you come in, and obviously my, my guess is you'd give them a list of recipes, like you want to make an IPA, you want to make a lager. I mean, it's not going to be catch as catch can. Like, oh, I'm going to bring in some, you know, crazy vegetable or something, make a beer <laughs> out of this, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's got to be within a certain line of, of of thinking that you guys can brew actually so that's that's part of it but um final question for me john and i can't thank you enough for being here john dantzler the uh, co-owner of torch and crown brewing uh for being here for most of the hour here on the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer post pandemic we're moving forward we're hoping that there aren't really any any more setbacks that you know puts businesses in jeopardy uh to close what are you looking what are you looking most forward to post pandemic let's say next summer we're we're you know eight months past a lot of this stuff we're hoping that things are back to normal whether it's more people vaccinated whether it's covid is you know tamped down enough where people can really lead normal lives what are you most looking forward to um you know i think i would say the the return to office for us um you know we are are just our location where we are in lower manhattan but also just that's people being in the city a lot of it does you know revolves around um, you know, revolves around around that that sort of office environment, right. and um, you know, I, I think the world is going to look different. People have probably discovered how to do a much more fluid working environment, where maybe you, you work from the office a day or two a week, mm-hmm. work from home, um, the rest, that sort of thing. And um, with that, I think for hospitality businesses like ours, which you know we make beer, but we are a hospitality business. Right. We're about creating experiences, and you know, I, I think. Um, navigating this new world and and the focus on really creating unique experiences. I mean, the brew your own beer is a perfect example, but right. but we're our team is constantly. Um, I, I guess the the donuts and beer pairing is another thing of of you know we're we're constantly looking for 
looking for ways to create something fun, something unique, something that you're going to tell your friends about, that you're going to, you know, you're going to post about on across social media right. or whatever that that um, that isn't just a hey, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? Right. And you know, I think I think that as right now the city is still sort of a shell of itself in terms of the just foot traffic right. um and you know it's it's forced people to to be creative and you know i think once once the city's really really back to life once we have um you know the the sort of the the vibrancy and the amount of people that that we used to i think um having having sort of worked that create creative muscle um, and having having, you know, really, really taken time to focus on experiences. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun on the other side. And folks, for those of you who don't know, if you do go to Torch and Crown Brewing, they have New York wines there. They do have uh, mixed cocktails there. They have a Negroni on tap. They have all carefully crafted New York spirits that they can sell and they can mix and pour. So don't think this is just a beer place, you can actually go there and have a great cocktail as well. I know my, one of my friends had the Negroni on tap yep. and loved it. He, I've, uh, I've done uh, extensive testing on that one ah, which, you know, for quality control purposes. Well, of course, of yeah. course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> my thanks to everybody involved in the show as well as my guest, John Dantzler from Torch and Crown Brewing. Torchandcrown.com is the website for more information. John, thanks for joining me in studio. I really do appreciate it. Oh, thanks a lot, my friend. You got it. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 9. 70 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs>